Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nakoba. What's up? Uh, before we begin, let me remind of our listeners that the way they can stay in touch with the show, there is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And of course, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll get to be more involved with the show and see who and what is filmed. I'd like to thank Jody, who is our new Patreon this week. Yay, Jody! Thank you, Jody. Thank you, thank you Jody. Uh, don't know where Jody's from? Again. Okay. Uh, we're having a really long streak of people who I don't think are checking the messages. Oh. Um, but, uh, but they're still donating to the, the show. So I, That's I, cool. I'm hoping they're we listening appreciate to the it. podcast. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and email me for your shirts. Kupu Kupu Landscaping, landscape architects. Thank you. Call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate if you have any landscaping needs. Or you can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Of course, Fort Ruger Market, who today, we're filming this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday happens to be Smoke, smoke Meat, meat day. day. And the All smoke different kinds. is uh, quite good. Yeah, it was this very is, good. My first smoke Meat, Smoke Chashu, uh, Smoke Chicken. Yeah. So they have three different types uh, that you can choose from, and all, all were good. Mm-hmm. You can find Devin at 94.7. You can find Kyle at highlifeclothing.com. Oh, yeah, Kumu at 94.7. You can find Kyle, highlifeclothing.com. And now we'd like to intro- introduce our guest, Ms. Brittany Paiva. Hey. Brittany, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Brittany is a an ukulele virtuoso. I should just say music virtuoso because you don't just <laughs> play ukulele, right? No, you play all kinds yeah. of stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much for coming yeah, thank in. Thank you. We should have. We really should have had you play in, but that's okay. Well, they're gonna play out. They're gonna yeah, play, we're out? play out. Yes. Oh, okay, let's well, either out. play out or play in. That, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Brittany was one of our first like million hit videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did uh, watching you? This was a while back. Yeah, I think at least ten years. Yeah. 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 Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how wow. long High Sessions has been around. We're on. Has it been 10 years? 13 now, yeah. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Were you it's just a teenager back then? Man? I was, no, I was in my mid-20s. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. that. Since and she's still young. Yeah. Even after 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, uh, you were doing looping back then mm-hmm. with the ukulele, which, that was kind of a new thing, right? 10 years ago, looping? Yeah, it was, it was very new. So I actually kind of brought that, uh, the whole looping thing, to the ukulele, uh, maybe in like uh, around 2009 or so. And that was, you know, kind of what I started doing. And then other people started catching on to that. So then mm-hmm. they started doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember which you is, being Which is of... a nice word to say, copying. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, did, how did you come about finding the looping thing? Um, I was a really big fan of KT Tunstall. Uh, she oh, yeah. she did um, a Black Horse and the Cherry Tree, I think mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she did that song, and when I watched a video on YouTube... And of, she was doing it live, yeah. She yeah, was she was doing everything. it live, so yeah. I was like, I need to do that. So that went by Looper. Nice. Did it have a kind of learning curve to it, or did you just pick it up kind of right away? I think just like... There wasn't really a steep lear- learning curve. I think the trickiest part is getting like your hand and foot coordination down to start and stop at beat one mm. yeah yeah yes it is 
ultimately frustrating when you screw that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there have been times up. where, like, I, I'm playing on stage and, you know, I do screw that up, but everything else is so good. I don't want to go and redo the whole loop. So I, I'll just, like, keep it recording and then put in, like, an extra thing you, to cover it up. Wow. Are you barefoot like Mike Love? Who has like fingers for toes? <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. But your looper, you can start and stop different things, right? Um, the looper that I currently use uh, starts and stops like just everything, you know, as a whole. Oh. Um, but there are loopers uh, that I've used in the past where you can record three separate phrases and you know start that like you know you have your verse, your bridge, and your chorus. You know, you can record mm. all that and then just trigger it when you need it to. Do you, uh, when you're in concert, do you sort of, do you think it out so you go, okay, if I play this part here and I play this part here, it'll sound cool as you're putting it together, right? I mean, do you think about that kind of stuff? Because I'm always impressed when you do these things because it's like this one like thing. piecing it together. Yeah, and there's this one piece. And then uh, Mike Love does it as well where you're, going where where are they going with this thing and then all of a sudden it sort of goes bam comes mm -hmm. together yeah do you ever have to as you're practicing it like, okay if i do this part first and then this part first it sounds better mm -hmm. to people in the audience who are listening yes yeah totally um you know and it, it also kind of you know goes with like how i'm feeling that day so there mm -hmm. there have been times where like i'll try to do like like my loop for lights for ellie golding's lights for example um you know, some days I just might be feeling just a little bit off than, you know, previous days. So I'll do the part that I normally start off with, but that won't, you know, I, I won't be able to play it as well as I wanted to. And that's just me being super critical of myself. So I'll go and start the loop with a different section of oh, wow. the loop and then, oh, and then do the harder part after. Just to challenge yourself. Yeah. This all set up. I, yeah, I guess I gotta do the Let's do try it, it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a question. I've been. I just saw um, something on Netflix about music, mm -hmm. and they talked about T Pain and the auto tune. Oh yeah, yeah. And how oh, when yeah, he first introduced that, yeah. he got a lot of crap for doing that because people didn't know what he was doing. Although Cher did it before mm -hmm. T Pain. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. T Pain right. was the one that got the lot of crap for using mm -hmm. it in rap music or his music um did you come across any type of negative backlash when you introduced looping and put the ukulele and stuff or uh, were people kind of accepting people are really accepting i think the thing that people gave me a lot of crap for in the beginning was playing other instruments with my ukulele Oh, wow. And and I think the ukulele community in general has come it, very explain. far, you know. Like 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 creating a Yeah, like 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 having having the ukulele be the vocalist in a full band. Mm. Oh, you know, so so you know the the community as a whole has, has come very far since then. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, people are, you know, their ears are more eclectic and they're more willing to, you know, listen to these all these experimental, you know, things now. Um but back when, you know, Jake was just kind of, you know, coming out, I was getting started, you know, that was when people were like, no, the ukulele needs to be, like, have no other instruments, maybe a guitar, you need to play solo. Hmm, and I'm like, really? I, well, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I do remember your first album having... I remember, did you have like Ray Parker Jr. playing with you on um, one of those albums? Yeah, that was the, the fifth what? album, yeah. The fifth album, oh, yeah. So you were having like full band wow. type with, uh, with the ukulele. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. when you 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 flew right over the whole Ray Parker Jr. thing, can you back up and explain that? <laughs> you mean the, the Ray Parker Ghostbusters Ray Parker? Yeah, Jr. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She, she had she had him playing on a on a track. I remember. And How he's you, a great guitar player. How did you get him for a track? Um, so Tom Scott uh, produced that album. Oh, the and Yeah, so so he produced the album, and he's like, hey, so I have all these friends, you know, which ones do you want on the album? Like, which ones do you want? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically how it happened. But Who else did you get? Uh, Michael McDonald, um, Arturo Sandoval. Um, oh, yeah. When Tom Scott asks you, hey, who would you like on the album? You go, well... Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> Who can you bring? Just yeah, bring yeah. them. Yeah, so it was, it was great. It was great. How, how was it? Well, okay, before we even get there. Mm. So how do you even start as an ukulele instrumentalist? Um. Okay, so... You're my, young. Because you, I remember you being so young. Like you're I was tiny, a tiny little. Four, 14, I think, when I made my first album. I released wow. my first album. 14 yeah, okay. or 15, yeah. Um, but prior to that, I was actually a classically trained pianist since I was about four. So that was my first instrument, and, you know, I played that all the way up until I was 11 years old. And my grandfather gave me my first ukulele, which was his mother's gold label Kamaka from, like, the 50s. I believe it was the 50s. So that was my first uke. Oh, man. (laughs) Are you still playing that, or is it put away? No, it's it's actually at my mom's house in Hilo. So, but, uh, yeah, so that was my first uke, and then um, he signed me up for lessons, and there came a time where I was like, I don't want to play piano anymore. I want to play ukulele. So oh, I convinced okay. my family to let me stop taking the piano lessons and then take ukulele lessons instead. And then after about two years of less ukulele lessons, that's when I realized, you know, I'm not being challenged, you know, enough. I don't feel like, I feel like I could teach myself, you know, mm-hmm. faster and in the way that I want to be taught. So I convinced them again to let me stop taking uke lessons. <laughs> I continued <laughs> after that. <laughs> And and then and then fourteen years old already recording albums and doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so wow, you evolved really quickly. Yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, it was it was a, a whirlwind of experiences and just like I had to grow up really fast, you mm. know, and and understand things about you know the industry and you know a lot. There is that other side of the industry that you know somebody of being fourteen, fifteen years old. you you really don't need to be experiencing, mm. you know, but um, it's all, you know, a huge learning process and it turned me into the musician I am today. So um, what did the piano help you with with regards to playing the ukulele? Um, it helped a lot with ear training. Mm. Um, so I learned uh, pretty much all of my ear training through through piano lessons. Um, it helped me learn how to read music, um, you know, and, and sight read and things like that. So, yeah, I think just the way that I choose to learn music is, you know, has to do with all that. I wonder if it also helped you sort of decide, okay, I need this to be more complex because playing the piano is 88 keys and, you know, there's something happening with the left hand and something happening with your right hand and Uh they don't even go together and you're, you know, so that that aspect of it must have been interesting because you go to the ukulele Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, four strings or six strings as the case Uh may be, right? Yeah, so you're like, ooh, I need I to make like, this harder for myself. <laughs> I feel like picking up the ukulele and, and, and kind of applying music um, to a four-string instrument compared to piano mm. was a lot more challenging. Mm. Um, you know, piano, we have 88 keys and it's linear. You know, you have one key right after the next and it's just that. Mm-hmm. On the ukulele, you have four of those. Right. Mm. Oh, okay, so okay. 
you know, how, how are you going to sort of convey the same movements and the same melody structures and chord structures that, mm-hmm. that you would hear on a piano on the uke when you have four, essentially four pianos on your uke. Jake says that too. Mm-hmm. He oh, finds that, that the, the ukulele, it's a good challenge because like he does Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Mm-hmm. And how yeah. do you... How do you take this song and put it on four strings? And Hmm, it's a a puzzle. It's fun for them. For them. In your family, (laughs) what is the music that they play? Did they play piano or did they play ukulele too? And you Um, ended up jumping on and learning? I think um, some of my my grandfather's side, my my mom's side, um, they played ukulele. You know, my Mm -hmm. my grandmother, my great-grandmother was, you know, pure Hawaiian. And, you know, that was her ukulele that I was given uh, as my first instrument. So... Um, you know, there's that. On my dad's side, a lot of my dad's brothers uh, played guitar. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, recently I've been kind of, you know, hanging out with, with one of my uncles, my, I think my dad's last remaining brother. Mm-hmm. And um, so we would, you know, hang out and he's playing all of like, uh, you know, these these old, you know, super old songs on the guitar. And, and <laughs> like, like the Eagles or something. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Ch- like Chad Atkins type type stuff. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense now, you know, because mm. um, he moved here when I was really young. So I didn't, you know, have that chance to kind of see, like, okay, where, what is the music like on this side of the family, you know? Okay. So. Thank you, by the way, for making it Chad Atkins. I, I was worried she was going to say... Date us. Yeah, date us. <laughs> Same music from like the 70s. I'm like, oh my Eagles. god. I <laughs> so I thought she was going to say old. I'm like, oh no. This really old guy, John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So then, so you, you're, you're 14 now. You've been playing, and that's when I kind of get uh, wind of like who you are, mm-hmm. and I see you coming around to the gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, how does all this stuff with Tom Scott come about and the albums? And it, was it just from doing gigs around town and just bumping into people? And Yeah, I think it was It was just, you know, from doing gigs and meeting people in the industry. And, you know, the, the first album, um, right before I went into the studio to record that, I was watching the Hoku's on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want to be there one day winning an award. So, <laughs> like, I think maybe a month or two later was when I went into the studio with the full and in- sole intent of just recording a demo to send, you know, to people. Because back, back then we still had, you know, labels around mm-hmm. and important people. That Is it early you. 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. yeah. So that was my intent. And then one of my friends was like, well, since you're in the studio, you might as well just record a full album. So oh, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I <okay>. did. <laughs> I did uh, 14 songs on that, that record. And, um, and did that have heavy instrumentation? or No, was that a, I played okay. all three instruments on the okay, album. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. um, so yeah, so that we finished that and then started selling them at gigs, got them, you know, in borders and everything. And then um, the following year, I was at the Hoku's winning most promising artist. Wow. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, so after after that it was just, you know, through meeting meeting people through the uh through the industry and um with Tom Scott, I ran into him at a jazz festival on Lanai. And oh. um that's wh- that's where he was like, "Hey, you know, let's let's do something on stage." So, we jammed and then we talked stories and then that came that album. Wow. Where's yeah. your Hoku now? Um, at home. So you know where it is, right? Yes, I have all, I have all three of them <laughs> on display. Kyle has a reason, he has a reason he's why he's bringing this so When we were decorating <laughs> this, um, I think I told the story. When we were decorating this, this studio, mm-hmm. shelving, where the shelves over here was meant for people to stick, you know, the three of us to stick something of uh-huh. our importance. 
And John had a space, so he went to his parents' house and dug in the closet for his hoku and found it. I was like, uh, where's the hokus? They're like, um, I think they're in the closet. I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> even, but that's the thing, too. Your parents don't even like, <laughs> yeah. give it yeah. any sort of thing. And then when we found it, I go, how come there's a plastic on your name still yet? And it's all like crusted on. You couldn't even take it off. So I was trying to take it off so you can get the uh-huh. nice shine, but... Don't get me wrong. It sits I, here with the plastic still on it. Um, <laughs> what is that? 1990 or something? What is? When did you get that? 99? 99. Yeah. So yeah. 20, almost 25 years ago. Yeah. Like, I found it though. Look, okay. I am very thankful and I feel very fortunate to have won the awards. <laughs> the way I treat it has nothing to do. I, I just have this mindset that if I ever feel like satisfied, like I made it with some kind of award or something that I'll stop working. Like, I'll start pushing myself. You so gotta, I, I, dude, I to, if you're going to do that kind of statement, you have to at least give us a qualifying thing, like, to all of the uh, voting Hoku members yeah. and yeah. to the, to the community. official <laughs> apology right This is not a kiss-ass attempt. Yeah. We are actually... Yeah. Go no, ahead, I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I feel like if I displayed it and made it something like that... that defined me then then I, i'll i might stop being creative and trying different things and i, I don't know that's well, just my john point. is an unusual guy ask him what he did after he uh, won his oku that night <laughs> <laughs> what did you do after you won your oku i went home and i went to sleep <laughs> <laughs> just i mean i mean really? everybody's raging after parties yeah, and when they won yeah. he goes home and sleeps <laughs> what you know, you're such a rock star. There, there were do you, things to do, do you the next what day. You did? Um, I don't remember. But she was only like 15 years old, so there was really it that good of a party? Do. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> I I honestly don't remember. I think I might have flown back to Hilo and had had a party, yeah. like a barbecue oh, at the house oh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won the one in um, 2005, and then I won two more in 2013. Mm. So I think after that one was when yeah I had like a barbecue at the house. Do you find your uh, appreciation of other forms of music help you with regards to not just writing but performing and everything else? Because you said, I mean, working with Tom Scott, uh, I was wondering, as you were playing Mm -hmm. your songs, was he like, okay, you can jazz this up more, maybe try these, try these, Mm -hmm. not techniques, but, you know, maybe try these soundscapes to make it sound a little bit different? For sure, yeah. Um, Doing that record was was pretty much like my first experience being in like a jazz setting. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to do most of the time. So I had to study like, okay, how how do, why why do people play these scales? Like, how Mm. do I fit them in what I'm recording now? Right. You know, I got to give Brittany props um, because... You know, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this too. Like when she came out and when Jake started doing his stuff, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> not, not ukulele. You know, in, in my head, I'm thinking that too. Like, but but they had this vision to see beyond Hawaii yeah. and yeah. how this thing could could you know work in the whole world. Huh. And uh, yeah, so you know, I mean, good on you to to to. Kind of think beyond. Yeah, what the instrument, how far yeah. you can stretch expanding, it, you know? expanding the form. I mean, I remember it, seeing yeah. Jake plug in into a distortion, uh-huh. and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, oh oh, this is something that nobody has heard before." You mm-hmm. know, making it sound like a guitar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, 
So, so I mean, you, you gotta you gotta kind of experiment and mm-hmm. go out of your comfort zone because sometimes it's not gonna work. But that doesn't mean that you're done. You can always mm-hmm. pivot back and you know yeah. go back and forth between what the traditional is and what what your brain is telling mm-hmm. you works. Right? right. Right. Is there anything new that you've been experimenting with? With sound and, and was speed she, metal. <laughs> was she, I, I actually did did learn. Um, I did learn uh, Cliffs of Dover on the. Year. Oh wow! Um, and Duhast. Eric Johnson. Yeah. And, and Rammstein. Yeah. Oh my goodness! You don't know who that is, do you? I know who Rammstein is. I don't know who it is. Uh, Rammstein's like a uh, they're a German band. German metal. And they, yeah. yeah, German metal, and they're kind of industrial in nature, but mm-hmm. they're. Their live shows are crazy. Mm-hmm. They've got like the fireworks, like yeah. thirty feet high fire uh-huh. and all stuff. Yeah. But what, it's very, very heavy music. What kind of music you grew up with influenced you? Honestly, Was it like Hawaiian and, and Hawaiian metal? music. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hawaiian music, uh, classical. You know, so stuff like that. I grew yeah. up in a in a very religious household, oh, okay. so oh. um, so I wasn't really allowed to listen to like pop and you know things like that. Mm. Um, I had my ways of listening to it. Though. <laughs> okay, of course. You always, you Shout out to the libraries. Do, yeah. Shout out to the libraries. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah, it's so funny because I, um, I just had this conversation with my daughter the other day about certain kinds of clothing, you know. Okay. And you know, it's like, all right, that that might be a little bit. I don't know if a dad wants you and this kind of stuff, but but I'm not stupid. Are you know, are we like, talking midriff bearing stuff? Yeah, you're just like, you know, the bathing suits now are like real, t- m- well, more and more skippy yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of them are like thong, G-string thingies, and you're like, dude. And, and I, mm. so I was talking to her, and I'm like, you know, I, I understand, like, I'm not stupid, because I can tell you, don't wear that, and you're going to say, yeah, or whatever, and then you're going to have it in your bag, and then you're going to leave the house, and then you're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. But I'm like, uh-huh. but I have to at least make like I'm trying to tell you. Uh, because at least you know where my mind so is and where the line is. I draw it, you know? We had this discussion. No, but you said, like, I, I just have to make like I. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, as a dad, like, this is what, as what a I'm. a dad of a teenager. I, 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 know, yeah. I know what is what realistic could happen, but this is, I have to at least try, is what I'm saying. Okay. I know I can't stop her. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's what you told her. Yeah. You said, I, I'm not going to stop you because I can't, but. Right. I'm gonna just show you that. But but this is how I feel, and this yeah. is you know what we're trying. And what did she say? Okay. And then no, she, she wore what she she's wanted. She's a teenager. Anyway. She's probably gonna do whatever she wanted. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure your parents didn't have that problem with you. Did you though, not? Right? Did you not place any fear of you or your you being angry in any of your children? Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, I know they're um, probably afraid of your wife. Yeah, which, they're probably more afraid tracks, of my wife. But I mean, what does your wife say about her wearing that kind of stuff? I'm, I'm well, so sorry. Well, yeah, my wife is more traditional, like, absolutely not. Okay. Um, and, she, you know, she'll say, like, uh, I'm not buying that for you. Okay. But, but again, like, there was stuff that my parents did not buy for me. What did you want that was not? I remember, like, what? I remember, like, what? Yeah, I know. Like, what about, were you wearing? What are you talking not, about, man? Not anything wearing, like, but. You, like, you want a bigger puka shell necklace than this? No, like, thong underwear? What's going on, man? Where are we going with this? Like, back in my day, there was, like, Two Live Crew and stuff, right? Oh, you want a Two Live Crew t-shirt? Oh, you want, like, the album. And obviously, they're not going to buy me that. Yeah. I figured out a way to get it and listen to it and stuff, you know? Yeah, but, dude, there's a difference between listening to Two Live Crew, Me So Horny, and right. your daughter running around town with a thong on. Yeah, I know. She's not running around th- <laughs> town. She's in the water surfing. 
Yeah, but still, bro. I don't, I don't know. <sighs> well, I, I think she understands. And so far, <laughs> so far, we've been, we've been simpatico. You've been on the same yeah. page. She's been okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, but like I said, she could be... Uh, once she's out at the beach and I'm not there... That, that's well is she is yeah. she kind of a tomboy or is she becoming like a girly girl type thing she's definitely not a tomboy i call her uh she's more like a cat what like yeah, you told me this before yeah yeah like okay. she if you walk in our house like if there's a sunbeam yeah. she'd be lying down in it looking at her phone she'd play okay. with yarn <laughs> i don't i don't understand <laughs> what no, what is she what? just she's quiet yeah. like the other night i was Stace had left and I thought she took she took my daughter with yeah. her and I was working for like two two and a half hours you didn't or something home. like that I went into her room and I, I closed the windows because at a certain point it gets kind of cold so I closed everything she was in the room and then at a Scared certain you. point I'm, I'm, I'm texting Stace like oh what do you want for dinner you know we're doing it and then she, I'm like what does Nisa want she's like well, why don't you ask her so I'm like texting Nisa and then <laughs> And then I asked this, I'm like, oh, so when are you guys coming home? Where's Nisa? And she's like, she's not at home. I'm like, what? I walk upstairs. She was at home the entire time. <laughs> Didn't even say anything to you. I, just, it, you. I came in, I walked in the room. I closed the window. She was in the corner taking a nap. Yeah. Like she just like will ball a up ball. in a corner. Yeah. Um. And then just take a nap and stuff. And I didn't even know she was there. Okay. So yeah, she's a Very cat. interesting. This she sneak up on you and scare the crap out of you. Right. Every oh, once dude. in a while, she'll come downstairs, get something to eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter does that too. They, she perches. Yeah, she's like a bird, I guess. So yeah. she'll she'll sit on a chair with her legs up on the chair, and then she's sort of sitting there. I, I would ask Brittany if she was like that, but it was different back in our day because we didn't have phones. Yeah. See, they could just sit up in their well, room with their phone. What kind of kid were you when you, back in the day? I was, I was a pretty well-behaved kid. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends growing up. Um, or, you know, socializing with kids my own age. So, um, mm. yeah, I just played a lot of music. Mm. Stayed in my room. So, you, uh, where in Hilo are you from? Uh, from Lake Waikia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Devon's from the Big Island, too. Mm-hmm. Well, my family's all from the Big Island. So, <coughs> so you went to uh, Waikia High School? Or? I was actually homeschooled. Oh, no yeah. kidding. So, it, it, it was good because it allowed me a lot of time to do my music. And I yeah. could, you know, oh, wake yeah. up at 5 in the morning, finish my schoolwork, and be done by 8, and have the rest of the day to do whatever. Wow. Yeah. Did you worry into like fishing and stuff like that? Oh too, yeah, or? yeah, okay. yeah. My dad, uh, my dad and his whole family were all into fishing. So you know yeah. how he's unconventional, real and throw them out there. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So every time, every time my girlfriend and I go back to the band to visit, yeah. we go to the break wall and we go fishing. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I have, we have our own like pole setups down there. So music, fishing. Music, fishing. I got KTA. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Hang out, keep So you, your girlfriend's from Big Island as he, well. She's from here. Oh okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. So did you have to teach her all that stuff? Because you know, townies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like she, she knew a little bit. She knew oh, a little bit. Okay, so yeah. I, I taught her how to how to do the the knot you wrap the the thing around the hook and you pull okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. And she but, can throw on a conventional reel too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now wow. she can. Yeah. I cannot throw on a conventional reel. That's like learning on the drive standard. Yeah. yeah, I forgot how to do all of that stuff. Yeah. I almost killed myself that last time. <laughs> I mean, driving standard here is not practical. Yeah, no, no it's really not. No. It's really not. No. I'm still getting over like, yeah, I've never, I've never had the need to throw out a conventional reel. I can teach here. you, but I forgot how to. No, but, but realistically, unless you're going like ulua fishing or something, what do you, what do you, you use? Even have a reel in a pole. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just don't a standard get... spinner. Yeah. 
Oh, he's yeah. talking about conventional. That kind of a, it's like yeah, a boat, be. the boat kind of mm-hmm. reel, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, can you reel back and you? Yeah, but you gotta. You gotta hold to throw it like, far out. That's why. Well, that's cast, casting thing. in a lure pole is is difficult. You yeah. gotta practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice. It's like throwing net. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta know how yeah. to do it. It takes practice. Yeah. But, but but all I'm saying is that I was always going for a tiny fish like bamboo pole kind. kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I never need shrimp. You know, like, you know, like guy, bro. Yeah, you live in Hawaii and you go fishing. You go catch small fish. Yeah. <laughs> when you live on the big island, you can catch big fish yeah. offshore. Yeah, yeah. you'd so be deemed a bait catcher if you were in um, Big Island. That's true. See, that'd be good because I can't catch bait fish. Oh, John can catch bait fish. I got you covered, bro. John, give me the small fish. John's a Hinalea tilapia master, man. The baby kind. Yeah. 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 So, so the other thing that that was a big point in your music career, I know, was meeting Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So how did that end up uh, coming about? That was, that was like, the, the highlight. Like, my goal was to play with Carlos Santana on stage. Mm. So when I found out that he was going to be here for his first stop of his tour, um, I messaged his uh, manager, who I was in contact, you know, off and on throughout the years. And, Not uh, in a stalkery way. No, no, yeah, in a, in a business way, yeah. So uh, I emailed him, and he said, yeah, you know, actually, I can get you backstage to hang out with Carlos before the show. So wow. I'm like, okay, cool. So um, he, you know, told us, like, okay, so show up at the gate, at this gate, at this time, this person will take you to this person, this person will take you to this person. It's like a whole chain of security. Mm. Oh, yeah. And um, so that's what I did. And so I brought my uke with me because that was – I had just gotten my custom Kamaka that morning. Wow. So I thought, you know, I'm going to bring it, and I want him to sign it because that would be, like, the perfect christening uh, for that yeah, instrument. Yeah. Never got it signed, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were backstage, and he's like, hey, do you know how to play, you know, any of my songs? I'm like, yeah, I can play Europa and Samba Pati. So I played Europa, then he asked me to play Samba Pati, and then um, wow. he, at the end, he was like, uh, do you want to join us on stage? I'm like... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can do that. So I actually found found the video of that moment where he, he asked if my ukulele can plug in and um, that I'm going to join him on stage. So oh, that's on my whoa. Instagram. So sold out NBC Arena. Sold out, awesome. yeah, the Blaisdell. Uh, yeah. 20,000 people. And how old were you? I was 20. Wait, how old am I? 20. <laughs> I was 24. 24. Yeah. Are you nervous? That. Okay, so they, they, put, <laughs> they put me... Um, fourth row from the stage center stage so you could walk up so i was like literally right there i don't remember the entire first half of the show i was i I, all i remember was picking up my hand and it was just shaking and i was just so zoned in on that nervousness Mm. and so carlos said you know my guys are gonna come get you about 30 minutes before you come up so i'm like okay great it was 30 seconds so his guys come you know and, and signal me to go out and then into the back so I'm rushing with them to the back. They put me right behind the drummer on the, the drum riser. And then uh, he introduced me up on stage, and then we played Samba Fati. Nice. Who were you sitting next to? Your family? Yeah, yeah. Did you did you surprise them, or did they know that you were going to um, get My up? mom knew, because she came backstage, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, they must have been so proud to see you do that. It was it was crazy. It was the most liberating experience, yeah, How I many think. people can say yeah. they did that, you know? I have, to, I have to admit something. I was at that show. Really? Oh yeah. I don't remember the show at all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Were you MC she's talking or about it. No, I was. I was. I'm a Santana fan. 
But I was I was at that show. You're smoking so, too much. And so while she's telling the story, I'm like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> she came out and, oh yeah. I don't know what it is. I think I've seen too many. <laughs> I've seen too many rock shows yeah. or something. Definitely but, but like I, everything. But I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, Carlos was in because he his wife was playing drums. Uh, his wife joined him on on I think a couple yeah. songs. Was yeah. that the yeah. Supernatural tour? No. Uh, no. no, no, no. This is before that, I think. No, no, it was after. It was that. After? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. mm. it was because he went, the last time that I saw him was at a it was a private event because he he hadn't come here to play. Yeah. In yeah. a while, he like oh, people yeah, would, people pay him tons and tons of money and then he comes in and he does a private show and he so, leaves. Mm -hmm. you but know he how lives he lives part time in Hawaii. Uh, as well. uh, Maui, yeah. 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 You know how you always think or dream about meeting <coughs> your celebrity? Did mm -hmm. he meet your expectations? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, he and his wife were, were so down to earth, mm. and that's one thing that I appreciate about you know big artists is that they have every right to be egotistical. Yeah. They have so much success under their belts, you know, awards and you know fans, and they have every right to be proud of that. But they still act like, you know, yeah. like that stuff. And I don't want to say doesn't exist, but you you know what I mean. They still act very humble, and I appreciate that yeah. a lot. So, you know, prior to um, me playing for him backstage, uh, he was, you know, just talking about my music, like, like, like where do I see myself as an artist, uh, wow. giving me advice for, you know, being in the industry. And it was just, you know, a lot of words were exchanged that, you know, I still remember to this day, you know. Yeah, yeah. he's always been known for being like Being real nice yeah. guy. Yeah, just a really sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is uh, we have questions from our patrons. Oh, yeah. And one sure. of them was that. Oh, so, really? But he, but uh, the, the person who wrote in, he said, you played on February 26th, 2013. Yes. That was the exact There you go. Yeah. Oh, that guy See, that's why it was 10 years ago. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, I mean, it was an amazing concert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so let, let's, let's do some of these. Uh, so another person writes in, congrats on your recent addition to the Kanila uh, ukulele list of artists. Mm. Thank um, you. Without getting too personal, they're just curious as to how these type of um, endorsements work for ukulele mm -hmm. artists and things like that. You don't have to tell everything. but uh, <laughs> uh, um, You know, I think every, everybody here in Hawaii are, you know, we're all like family. So whether you're, you know... A Kanilea artist or you know a Kamaka artist you know everybody is there we're all friends mm -hmm. um for me personally um I at this stage in my career I want to play an instrument that I can personally relate to from a craftsmanship level mm -hmm. and I can feel I can feel uh everybody's personality that goes into the instrument when they're making it. And, you know, playing the Kanileas, you know, having worked at the ukulele site for, for you know, and doing podcasts and sound samples and playing hundreds of ukes that come through, um, that having that experience and playing, you know, all these different Kanileas that come in, it's just each one has a very strong energy. By the mm -hmm. way, shout out to the ukulele site. Yes. If you ever get a chance, check them out. They have their own YouTube channel. Good stuff. What is their well, yeah, what channel is called? Called the ukulele site.com. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a, that's a, just a site for ukulele well, players? Well, it, it's tied into um, 
Well, maybe you can explain mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Sure. It's uh, tied into Hawaii Music Supply, which uh, music guy Mike, back in the day, uh, he started. And um, started off as a, as a music store out in Haleiwa. So um, Andrew Kitakis took it over. And uh, now they sell ukuleles worldwide. So. Oh, wow. They yeah. also record live music there, right? To, uh, uh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they've had me on. Hey. <laughs> probably, probably the lowest viewed episode, <laughs> nah. but but I was there, and then Brit- Brittany's there, and and the the hosts are um, Kalei and Corey mm-hmm. play along with. Oh, with yeah, all yeah, the okay, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, so that's always great. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, man, Kalei works there now, and we had a gig. I had a gig with mm-hmm. him on Monday, and so we had to rehearse. But because he works there, he's like, oh, um. It's yeah. really far for me to get yeah, to yeah, rehearsal. So, so, so all of us went out to Haleiwa and met him. Oh, bro. Which actually turned out to be a lot of fun. Isn't that like mm-hmm. a, the nice yard that you guys... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Continue on. Okay. So, um, yeah, Kanilea just for, you know, whatever reason, like the energy from each one that I played over the years, just it stuck with me. And so when I had the opportunity to you know, work with Joe and Kristen on an exclusive level level, and just to, to, to know how excited they were to be working with me. It's like, okay, mm. yeah. Okay, mm. can you show us the ukulele and tell us about it? Uh, sure. Because it, it has it's, it's, not, has its um, own story. It's not a custom yet. Mm. Yeah, that's my foster child. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, show us the foster child. Sure. Let's, see what, let's see what we got. Okay. And the, and the last question after that um, oh, beautiful. has wow. to do with... with um, hardware so like you know so we'll go through that after Mm -hmm. but okay let's let's we have to talk because some of these some of our audience is just listening Mm -hmm. so uh why don't you describe the ukulele as well as hold it because the people can see they are working on an anniversary one i saw recently they just released it yeah yeah like had sterling silver in it or something they're silver yeah yeah like crazy yeah. John, buy one. I was gonna. I, I gotta <laughs> buy one of those now. Yeah. So I, gotta, I had a chance to, to play it, and um, that you, it's. it's I don't a, even it's have words. Now? Yeah, I don't even have well, words. Well, they're they're only making gonna, so many of them. Yeah, yeah. So. You gonna buy it right now? Those are the kind I like. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so this uh, this uke um, is their uh, KPAT premium model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made. Uh, there's a little bit of curl in this koa here. Um, I just think Kanila's choice of, you know, wood is just like, yeah, they have some of the most beautiful wood I've seen. Yeah. Um, so it's cool all the way. Cool all the way around. Uh, wow. The neck is mahogany. Um, the fretboard is, of course, ebony. So is the, the bridge. Um, and then there's the abalone uh, rosette around the sound hole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's beautiful. And that's the that's the foster child. This that's is my foster the, child. Yeah. So your uh, when you were designing your own, mm-hmm. w- were there specific accents you wanted added in? Or is there going to so, be? So what had happened was I created a whole list of specs first, like mm-hmm. like right after you know I started working with them, I created a whole list of of uh, specs that I wanted, and then I realized maybe I want something more unique. Hmm. So I I told Lena, um, you know. Don't don't have them start it, start that yet. I think I'm gonna select my wood first and then go from there. Oh. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna be doing that <clears throat> in a couple days to select my uh, you know koa and things like that. Wow. Is there a specific type of koa you're looking for when you select it? Um, I I'm I'm a traditionalist. I, I love curly koa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I kind of want something that's gonna be visually just like 
mesmerizing. Yeah. So um, I kind of have an idea of what what type of cola that I'm that I'm gonna go for. Um, Canilla is also really uh, known for using the sapwood. Mm. So sapwood is actually, you know, the really light tones. I don't know if there's much on here. But it's basically, you know, having your, your typical dark brown, um, you know, koa with this really light, you know, white sort of oh, yellow cream colored. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's the sapwood part of the, the koa tree. It changes the tone of the oak. Um, not in a significant way, but visually it's nice. Mm. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. I can't find it on here. <laughs> Sold out. I, I think I think you can get somebody who can hook you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah, talk to yeah, somebody. Okay. You know. I'm looking, at, I'm looking no. at the website now. Um, I didn't realize they have a really one of the design mm-hmm. one. You got they one of the team writers over here sitting next to you on your right. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you can. They just came out with the Kelly Boy version. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. And they have an Aldrin Guerrero mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. I love Aldrin. I love that uke. Anytime I go to the store, I play that uke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I may. Well, I gotta sell some houses first, but if I can get some, well, because I think people, I think people too, they they don't realize the difference in a a ukulele like the one that you play Mm -hmm. versus the one that you buy at you know Don Quixote. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because when you're talking about these instruments. Uh, I mean, they can get upwards of what two, three grand, more, maybe higher, no, than yeah, more, more than that. More yeah. Than yeah, the ones yeah. I'm looking at, it's like the Willie K's ones are like four grand, yeah. five grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's funny, John, because you know you you look at these collector ukuleles and you purchase some in the past. Yeah, but when it comes to guitar, you buy the same guitar over and over. <laughs> and you're a guitar player mostly. I know. Yeah, that's so true. So what do you do with your ukuleles? Like the limited just, edition stuff I that you buy. I just put them under the bed. Why don't you hang it up on your wall or something? You well, because I have kids, man. And not only get high enough so they can. I have a boy it. who likes baseball. Oh, yeah. No, so no, there's yeah, there's yeah, balls yeah. flying all around the house. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is that what the gray hair is from? What do you eventually <laughs> want to do with those things? I don't know. I, I just like the idea of having some kind of collectible. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I like to invest. I like investing and buying. You know, so it's just a different. I don't know. You have a Kamako one, right? Like the anniversary. Yeah, yeah I have the hundredth anniversary <coughs> Kamako one. That was the one that I bought. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now that I got that one, I kind of like ooh, all these limited mm-hmm. editions. It's like I want, but I don't want to go too crazy with it because ah. I only got so much space Dude, in my you're house. You're thinking about buying a five thousand dollar ukulele? I'm thinking, yeah, but kind of over the edge already. But it only goes up from there, right? It appreciates yeah. and becomes yeah. a collectible yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. you know, like I don't even play well, ukulele. Kyle. I don't even play ukuleles, but I have a bunch of G-string ukuleles because I knew mm-hmm. Derek from back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yeah. I don't even know how to play ukulele. I just keep I it and look at it. You know, but the one the one we got for Alex's wedding, mm. I just keep that in a case and put it over yeah. there. So I'm like, oh, G string ukulele. Yeah, because yeah. they don't even make. They them don't yeah, even make them anymore. Yeah, you'd be surprised how much that thing is worth now. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. They've gone up a yeah. lot, a lot in price. Yeah. Wow. Because like, just think about a regular ukulele. Back in the day, it was like 300 bucks for you know a concert size ukulele. Now yeah. you can you can't get one for 300. I mean, you can, but. Not a kamaka. Like. <laughs> You're going to have to retune it after every song. kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, well I, I take that. I mean, you can because what's happened is like there's so many other companies that make ukuleles now. Mm. Now they have like even Koaloha has the Koalana brand, mm-hmm. which is good. It's a good ukulele, you know, but but I'm talking about like a Koa, yeah. like, you know, yeah. custom. Yeah, yeah. going to be nice. Are, are there any uh, on your custom ukulele, are, are there going to be any accents, any 
specific you know what i mean like mm-hmm. on the fretboard you're gonna put something or do you have a yeah. logo um i i like to have my name on the fretboard mm-hmm. um so it's just i'm trying to decide like what material do i want right. that uh-uh. yeah so you know I, i've done um i've done wood in the past you know when i worked with koloha i've done mother pearl um you know with kamaka so yeah, I kind of mm. want something. I kind of want this this uke to be reflecting on who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking woods and and uh, materials that I you know can relate to that mm. I can identify with. And do you like a specific kind of pickup or? Um, I pickups. I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a tricky subject because I I like a little bit of everything. Mm. So it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If uh if uh, Devin had a choice, you could put. Ice cream has his name written on ice cream is sealed into the... Oh, pizza. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pizza? Yeah, I think I'd rather pizza. I'd do poke. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Taco Bell. And then there's um, tuning... Um, tuning things would be made out of kalbi um, bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Helena's. The, from Helena's. The, the bone, the, the, the bone the, yeah, from the kalbi yeah, would be yeah, like yeah. a tuning. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Let's, let's oh, let's, let's, oh let's, also, yeah. the other... The, sorry, one other quick question. Is there a reason why you go with a four string and not a six string or something? Or is it because yeah. of the picking? Um, I, I do a lot of finger style work, so four string is definitely easier. Mm. Um, some people like to have five string. Like Tamane has five strings, mm-hmm. and she doubles up the low G and the high G. Mm. So um, that kind of just adds more punch on the low end. Um, but I, I'd rather stick with the four four string because, yeah. Oh, okay. man. Yeah, so we did a gig with, uh, I, I did a gig with Kalei mm-hmm. and Iron Mango on Monday. It was a corporate thing. And then they also had Taimane there. Mm-hmm. She went before us. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Why we got to follow her? <laughs> follow her, man. Yeah, like, she's, yeah. she's rough, dude. She's, she's full body ukulele player, like, man. The thing about Taimane <laughs> is uh, she, she commands attention, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the look is there. The energy is there. The playing is there. Mm-hmm. Like She's got everything going on, right? <laughs> and then John walks up. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. We're gonna be with you for uh, about forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoy it. We're uh, we're Iron Mango. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "Thank Dang. you." Here's another. <laughs> Thank you. Here's another song. <laughs> yeah, she was so good. She was so good. But okay, okay. Let, let, so let's get to this last uh, question here. Okay. So it basically is asking for your setup. Like, what, what kind mm-hmm. of pedals, hardware? What what do you use when you're doing a live show? I'm I'm sure it changes mm-hmm. right from gig to gig. Yes. Yeah. But. Uh, what what's your typical setup? Um, my typical setup is uh, going from my uke to um, so my I, I used to use the Boss ME seventy for looping and uh, you know some like reverb and effects and stuff that recently died. And that oh, was okay, the one right, that right. I, I oh, used oh, I think okay. the first time okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So that that was ten years old and it had a nice run. Um, <laughs> so then I go from that to the LR bags uh, DI venue DI. Um, Right now, I'm trying to figure out, like, a better setup. Um, whatever Brian Tolentino uses, that's what I like. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just did a, a thing with him last night, and he has this one uh, DI, uh, the, the DW Fern, D, passive DI. And I've been on the hunt for that because it sounds so good. Oh, really? And so last night after the, after the gig, I went on his pedal board, and I just took it right off, and I ran with it. <laughs> And then I got told to put it back because there's something rattling inside. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> so then he saw me with it. I was like, is it supposed to do this? And he was like, yeah, I just took the feet off the thing. So all the screws are inside. I'm like, 
Oh, do, do, do you take a battery with you? A lot of people have been doing that lately. Um, I I like to use uh, just full power. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, all these all these guys now, they have these like battery packs that are on their pedal board. Oh really? So that way you don't have to plug your stuff because a lot of those pedals are powered, right? Yeah. So you normally oh, got to okay. plug somewhere. Yeah. Which, yeah. which that technology has changed too because back in in well I don't know mm-hmm. my day I guess you barely ever find like plugs on stage that was, that yeah. was not, but now yeah. they, there's plugs everywhere but like now you can go to costco and buy that little duracell yeah. generator yeah. Yeah. battery i think it's so easy but even like you know the wires that run to the speakers like if if they're longer than 10 feet they'll have a plug tree in the middle of them right yeah because you, you lose the you lose the the effectiveness of it yeah so the run is, yeah yeah so so every so often there's a pl- there's plugs all over the place on stage mm-hmm. now now i think my thing that's been interesting to see is that the the pedals now are like this big sorry i'm holding up a small like a uh, tv remote, remote control, yeah. but it's yeah, they're tiny now mm-hmm. right so yeah. when you guys get out there uh, i remember before it was people would bring out okay pedal board coming out and it's you know like a foot and a half <laughs> long it's got wood attached to it it's you know like you put down this thing and then like oh, mike love kind pedal board. yeah like mike love right. kind pedal board and you go holy crap and now guys walk out they've got this tiny little box and they put the box out and open it up and there's like 12 pedals in a small little box yep. mm-hmm. and it, 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 me it, out. it helps. you gotta have small tolls though to kind of press i mean it helps however now you have like six pedals but they're all like tiny and Unless you have them on a board, yeah. Yeah. just like carrying like this whole bunch of stuff, mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So you still need the board, which makes yeah. it about the same. Yeah. So okay, so you're running a DI LR Bags DI effect pedal. Um, I use uh, delay and reverb. Delay and reverb. Yeah. That's so it. I, I like I like my tone to be pretty pretty pure. Yeah. 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 Everybody kind of, you know, they all go there distortion and you know whatever yeah. and then they come back to did you ever fool around with the vintage the vintage kind of pedals oh yeah yeah i remember there was like a whole setup at, at nam some years ago and yeah just listening to everybody kind of you know playing like picking up a guitar and like play playing you know through all those pedals and then me with my uke plugging in <laughs> yeah it's, it's so much fun yeah, like, yeah. Check this out. yeah so so what is the future looking like what are you up to now I know you're doing um, a lot of production. I yeah, so I, I've been kind of uh, transitioning into doing more music production. Oh, wow. um, I'm still performing and, and things like that, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing a lot of lot of audio production. I've I've done some work for a rapper in Atlanta. I did the uh, Mary Monarch Fashion Showcase last year, uh, the theme song, and just kind of like all mm. the commercial oh, wow. spots for that. Um, yeah, so I've just been kind of doing a little bit of uh, stuff for everyone. How'd you hook up with a rapper? He actually messaged me on Instagram, just out of the blue, and uh, he's like, hey, um, you know, I saw that you do production, do you want to be a part of my project? I'm like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brit- Brittany's good like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I've heard some of your production stuff, it sounds Thank you. Great. Yeah, what, we were what? eating lunch, she played some. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. So we'll play it for you after. Okay, yeah. We can't, we yeah, can't sorry, do it on here because it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, released yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, yeah. Of course. All right. Okay. Well, let, let's do this then. Um, because we're going we're gonna to play a little bit before that, mm-hmm. we do ask this question of all of our, our guests. Okay. Okay. If you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, you could only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of time. What would those three albums be? Besides mm. Santana. No, I'm just kidding. 
I would have to say... I think I think the three albums would be uh, Charlie Puth's newest album. Oh. Um, I want to say it was... I can't remember the, the actual name of the album, but Above and Beyond's uh, Group Therapy. One of their group, ther- group therapy albums. And... Um, Above and Beyond's Acoustic 2. Oh, Above and Beyond. So that's your group then. That is, yeah. Huh. Okay. Are you familiar with Above no, and Beyond? What is Above and Beyond? Yeah. So they're they're like a, a trio of uh, EDM or trans producers. Oh, and that's no. kind of what they did for a long time. Uh, maybe like about 10 years ago or so, they decided to do acoustic arrangements of their electronic songs. Oh, wow. So they did a tour. They actually came to Hawaii and did a show at Shell. And so I flew up from the Big Island to go to the show, and that was like the most life-changing, best experience of a show I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. So right. they just played but guitars? Check it out then. No, they had a whole 12-piece band. Wow. Yeah, wow. but they have they have their their live acoustic shows on YouTube that you can watch. Um, you know that they did in, in the UK, but they're from the UK. But yeah, their songs are amazing. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go look that up right now. Thank you. Well, Devin, actually, I need I need your help a little bit. Okay. Can you pass me that guitar right there? And then, sorry, and then I have the, my picks that are on the show. Oh, what is <laughs> going on? I, I, I really was not. I should is have prepared better. Is that an Alaska better. pick? Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen those in ages. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm. The, I think I'm the only person that consistently uses Alaska picks for pretty much. What is an Alaska pick, John? I don't. It looks know. like this. Like a bone? I don't know why they're called Alaska picks, but these, uh, <coughs> here you can see, Kyle, they go right over your fingernail. And, so um, you don't have to have long fingernails? Yes, yeah, so I don't have to have long fingernails. Oh, that's and interesting. All the other picks that I've had, um, I can't strum with it because uh, on one, one direction it'll catch. So you wearing this in concert? Yeah, I wear it on every concert. I never noticed it. Yeah. And... Uh, but everybody doesn't like it except me <laughs> because of the sound it makes or no just because of the way that it sits on your fingernail so Sorry. so yeah so um i don't know for some reason i'm the alaska pick guy i used to use alaska picks like when i first started oh, you did? yeah my first uh two albums i believe yeah really mm-hmm. <laughs> you were able to pick with these things yeah. wow that's actually pretty impressive because I, I can't. I mean, I've been using these things for like 20 years. I, I can't pick with it. I can strum with it. Uh-huh. I mean, I can do like arpeggio kind of stuff and, and strum, but I can't play lead stuff. Mm. So that's why like whenever, whenever I'm like in any kind of jam session, everybody like will take a solo. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what, what am I going to do <laughs> with it? Like, whip off your head. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of like do some kind of really, really simple solo because I can only go up like this mm-hmm. i can't go down because if i go down it'll uh-huh. it'll catch but you were able to go up and oh, yes yeah. that's, that's impressive that's the most impressive thing i've heard so far <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh playing us out we're gonna play out yeah but well, quick question mm-hmm. when you're in when, when you're doing a set how vast is the music that you choose like do you go from uh, it's EDM style all the way to hard rock and Hawaii <laughs> in between. I mean, what is no? What is a typical um, I I like to kind of keep things you know within the uh, you know idea of the ukulele and how ukulele music is, um, but I will do my own renditions of of those songs. Cool. Yeah. So so Brittany, um, th- this was this was good because what I did last night was I actually looked looked up Brittany 
<laughs> and prepared. So. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Wait, you prepared? I what? Prepared. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive, oh. John. Was it really quick preparing? Because it was really, really long. We figured you wouldn't do no, it. No. Yeah, it was really quick. <laughs> but so so um she she's but nicely enough agreed to do Europa. Ooh. Because I actually know how to play that song, <laughs> so we can act. We can do it together. Nice. Yeah. So right. let, me, let me just turn, okay. turn this this way a little bit. We're we're kind of low tech in, in how we do this one. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So um, wait. Let's just make sure. So you start off with the the D, right? Yeah. Then G seven. Yeah. Yeah. I do a D minor six. Uh, D minor six. Oh boy. Or you can play play just D minor. Okay. And then E. And then e. Right? And then e. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, great. All right, let's do this.
notice you don't have a you don't have a thumbnail. You're just playing with your thumb. Yeah. Just your straight thumb. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Is that how you normally play? No, I actually use the thumb pick. Uh, oh, most you of have the a time. thumb pick yeah. most of the time. So um, but I've been kind of like in this weird phase, like using picks, using nails, and just using my thumb. I've been really admiring the flesh tone. You know, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, songs yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow. Man. That sounded yeah. great, man. Yeah. Thank you. Can you please play one more? Okay, let's do um, <laughs> let's do something where where Devin can play, uh, play play us out. Okay. I'm not gonna play it out, but uh, no, you're gonna hit that that thing, right? I don't know. I wanna hear what you guys do first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I wish I brought my shakers. I was like, oh man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just interpretive dance. <laughs> no, that's you. <laughs> okay. We'll do something real simple. Um, so it's just G and C. Okay. We're gonna do some waiting in vain, so so Devin can can play along, and then we'll we'll and this will this this will take us out. Okay. So it'll okay. fade. Oh, you know, what? I'm just gonna use this. So look at me prepared. I know it's amazing. Capos are a lifesaver. Yeah. Okay. I rest my eyes on you My heart said follow through But I know now that I'm way down on your line But the waiting feels fine So don't treat me like a puppet on a string I can do my thing Don't talk to me as if you think I'm done I wanna know when you're gonna come Yeah, 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 say I don't wanna wait in vain for your love I don't wanna wait in vain for your love I don't Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We will see you next. Oh, not next week. We have a week off, and then next week. Yeah. Should be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. Thank you. Always good to see you. See you guys. <laughs>